It's October. That means zombies, vampires, werewolves, necromorphs, creepy naked inmates, uh, the fractured memories of her own trauma and how they come back to haunt us. Moms. Everything spooky and scary is happening right now, so we figure we might as well jump in. Boom! <laughs> We're talking about scary games. <laughs> <Fuck yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I'm your host for today, Jordan. And I'm the other host, Brendan. And if you're new here, we are just two big old nerds that love, 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 absolutely love video games and love talking about them. So if you too love video games like us, this is definitely the podcast for you. Today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite things ever, since it is Halloween time. It's the <laughs> month of October where we are right now. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to be talking about our favorite scary games, things that we like, things we don't like. Um, the series we've loved uh, forever and whatnot, but as always, before we get into all that, first off, Brendan, fantastic costume. Oh, well, thank you. I, uh, you know, I try. <laughs> but just to be clear, you're not Harry Potter. Uh, I... <laughs> it's hard when you're a person that wears glasses and yes. you put on anything remotely Harry Potter related. Yeah. Um, especially if you're like a white boy that wears glasses with brunette hair. Like, yeah. It just, it just, it happens. I feel like even if you ran with like Slytherin colors, people would be like, you know, Harry Potter's not in Slytherin. You'd be like, right. I'm not trying to be Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's hard to get away from, but it is okay. Yeah. I am Harry Potter. I'm not Harry Potter. Who cares? There you go. At least your outfit for the episode has like a theme to it. Mine is just sort of whatever I felt like, I like putting on today. You know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, like Lost Boys. Sure. <laughs> That's like, it. Like Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, but it's Ooh. all but it's all Ruby merch and like video game shit. So it's the weebiest oh, well. it's the weebiest lost boy in the fucking group. <laughs> but other than costumes, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, if you're listening to the episode today, Happy Halloween! Yes, comes out on Halloween, which is so I'm exciting. so happy that's the way it's gonna so work. So great that it worked out like that. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, couldn't have asked for a better uh, timing on that. It's true. Um, uh, if if you're listening to this uh, episode right now, I have just come off of two parties, back to back. Same, actually, same, same, same. <laughs> and, and and I am actually going to be sleeping on the day of Halloween. I'll be coming off of two different parties: one that starts during the day and goes into the night, and then I'll be going to the second party at night. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, I have plans with family. Oh <laughs> so. wow. <laughs> this this is the most conscious you're gonna see me for a little bit. It's gonna be. Mm -hmm. But we have to, we have to. We're coming up, we're, we're vaccinated, we're still yeah, in the middle yeah, of COVID bullshit, yeah. so mm -hmm, it's just like, if there's a time mm -hmm. to party hard, it is now. Yeah, and uh, that is actually a great, a great thing to bring up. Um, you know, it is Halloween time when we all want to get back out there and start partying, but like, please be safe about it. Yes, absolutely. We're going to parties where everybody's going to be vaccinated, everybody's going to be careful, like... Literally, our party it's invite, outside, the like, same one we're going to, the party invite came with the stipulation of, like, everyone needs to, to be, be vaccinated. It needs to be fucking vac <laughs> mm -hmm. vaccinated or at least show us, like, a negative test or something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. To which I, I I am very appreciative of that. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. It makes me feel so much more comfortable. Yeah. Like, and, like, that we can start doing things and getting back to a little bit more uh, normalcy. 100%. Also, real quick, Brendan made, I, <laughs> made butterbeer for this episode, and it is so freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was difficult or hard to make at all, <laughs> so that I could be like, I slaved over it, but really, I mixed You made it. It's still together. good. It's still good, though. It's still <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you. I wanted to be, you know, on brand it Makes sense. Today, so... How have you been? I've been good. Have you been doing anything gaming wise? Have you been Have you been jumping into any spoopy games since it is the time for it? I wish that I could say that I had. Okay. <laughs> um, as you know that uh, I am planning my wedding. Yes. Uh, so I'm very busy with that. Totally understandable. Um, and also work a full time job and yeah, all do that good stuff, stuff. podcast and uh, have been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite. So, Which is fair. Uh, so that's still eating up a lot of my time. Um, I had lofty plans to play like. Blair Witch, mm -hmm. uh, and some other spooky games. Uh, I still need to get through Perception, which I started forever ago. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, your boy is busy. It happens. <laughs> 
And plus, they just had that uh, new update for uh, Animal Crossing, so I'm sure once you oh my gosh. get all that shit, that's actually going to be the can next believe, big time Can suck. you believe that I'm going to pay another $25 so that I can buy Animal Crossing for a month and then put it down for another 8 Because that's what'll happen, but boy, if it's not what's going to happen. I mentioned this the other day when we were hanging out that I was going to give you shit for that, but then remembered how many times I've bought Mass Effect. Right. So I'm not allowed to say anything to anybody no. about money spent on the same game over and over and over for again at least i'm buying new content <laughs> it is different content i've i've spent at least like i'd say a 200 bucks on mass effect to do the I, same thing 100 over and over again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah. thanks game companies for just having us buy the balls yeah it's true you own us <laughs> and you know it that's we, the worst part they do uh, have you been playing any spooky games? I have, actually. I decided to... Well, part of my... It, it, it worked well with my goal uh, for this month since um, um, one of my biggest biggest addictions right now has been getting into more D&D-related stuff. So uh -huh. I uh, jumped in hard into Critical Role, oh, and okay. they announced the beginning of their third campaign, like their third big campaign coming up. So I was like, I gotta finish campaign two before that happened. So, mm -hmm. that, so everything became adjacent to like, how do I finish up Critical Role but also do other things? So it was like... I have a pretty big library of like spooky games so I can just like go back through play some of the familiars some of the ones I like and just like go back mm -hmm. through so I went through um, I, I finished up uh, Resident Evil 1 yeah. which was delightful and fun just I realized on this run just like the 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 economy of level design is fucking genius in that game. We'll talk about it a little bit more when we dive into shit. Okay. Um, two of the dead uh, the last two Dead Space games so two and three um, the first Outlast game um, and then I started playing a new game. Well, it's not new, new to me, mm -hmm. um, but I'd never played before uh, the first of the Little Nightmares series, ah, which yes. is some of the creepiest shit I've ever mm -hmm. fucking seen in mm -hmm. my life. It's, eh, I just, I can't, that's it. <laughs> it's uh, truly horrific, like grotesque, nightmarish things. The looks on all the creatures that chase yeah, you in the game, it's yeah. just, it, the design on it is, is genius. Mm -hmm. It's, the art is genius in this game. Mm -hmm. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like covering Little Nightmares, mm -hmm. and there was like this, it looked like, I don't know if they're like bosses traditionally. Kind uh, of, like kind of. Game, but there's like this teacher character, Ooh. and the like, the neck of the teacher was like snaking around and like looking for you. It was horrifying. I haven't played Little Nightmares, but like that alone yeah. made me want to play it. I haven't gotten to there yet. I've gotten past, mm. there's a first guy who's like making dolls. He's got these like really long Ooh. spider arms, <clears throat> but he can't see anything. Because he's got bandages on his head, so it's all like through sound and smell. You hear him like, you hear him like with these giant arms going on, go like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> Oh, I don't like that. But really, really good. So I have been, and along with my roommate, who's a huge horror fan, just been knee deep mm -hmm. in just like watching The Exorcist and mm -hmm. Alien and just like all the classics. Oh, excellent. Yeah, some good stuff. I have I have been watching a couple of spooky movies. There we go. Uh, so I've been doing that at least. Yeah. The other night, um, I had a couple friends over and we watched uh, Clue because that's one of my favorite movies ever. Movies. <laughs> excellent. I love fucking Clue. <laughs> I yep. fucking love Clue. Um, and then we also watched As Above, So Below, which is my favorite found footage horror movie underrated, of all time. Incredibly underrated incredibly horror underrated. If you haven't seen As Above, So Below, it's on Netflix still. Go watch it. It's just, it's so fun. Even if found footage isn't your, like, your jam, it's not really mine. I have like a handful of found footage movies that I think are like solid and good, mm -hmm. but like that is top of the list. It's so, so good. Mm -hmm. I agree. And if uh, you're upset after watching it the first time and you're like, I don't get it. Watch it a second. Watch it again. <laughs> just watch there's it just again. A, there's a lot going on. Just watch yeah, it again. Just watch it a few times. I've watched it many, many, many times now. Yeah. Uh, and I still find things that I didn't notice. Before. It's also one too that it's like I mean it's all it's all like alchemy and stuff sort of like pseudoscience y I mm -hmm, guess would mm -hmm. be the way to put yeah. it. But if there's anything that you don't know or are confused on, Google it. Just like put into it's all. The research is pretty fucking well done on the movie, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. for what it's talking about. Absolutely. So most of it, you can just be like, I don't know shit about like Nicholas Flamel or any of this mm -hmm, stuff. Just mm -hmm. like, just Google it and you'll be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. a bit more. For a lot of it, there are a couple of things that they're like taking liberty with, or they're, oh, they're of course, of course, making of course, of course. up. But like, it's fine. Forgive them. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's like horror meets National Treasure, and I very much like, yeah. like that. And yeah. the main character in Aspects of Love, she's fucking the fantastic. fucking. Best. The best. <laughs> one of my favorite. One of my favorite final Absolutely. girls. As the term is to be. <laughs> now, let's get spoopy, kids. Anyone who has been listening to this podcast know or just knows me and Brendan personally knows that while we have 
somewhat different taste when it comes to like most of the games that we play if there is one avenue that we 100% agree on is that we love scary games so mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. horror stuff anything from the AAA titles to independent titles like it really doesn't matter as long as it's a good story the scares are good and it's got like a, a, at least a functioning game mechanic you and I are big fans of it Absolutely. so I had the idea or well we kind of had it together in the last episode <laughs> but I figured that we'd it'd be a good idea for this episode since we are in the time of maximum spoops mm-hmm. that we would just go ahead and do an episode where we just Talk about scary games, the things that we like about them, some of the maybe some of the shortcomings of some of the titles that even if we mm-hmm. love the franchise and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we really, really jump in, um, I was wondering what's your first experience with scary video games, hmm. if you can remember? So I would probably have to say, and I wouldn't even call this game a sur- like a like a horror video game. Okay, it's. It is, but it isn't. I'm going to go with Bioshock. Like, that was my first brush with, like, games that are, like, torquing up the scare factor. Oh, yeah. You know I, I mean? would I would 100% count that. Okay, okay, okay. Because, uh, like, it's not survival horror, certainly. But it's first-person shooter horror? The, the first moment in the game after you come up from the bathysphere and the and the one the, the mm-hmm. spider slicer is spicer is trying to cut its way into it with you uh-huh. is genuinely horrifying so yeah. i think it counts <laughs> uh as we said in the um the definitions episode the glossary episode uh lots of overlap <laughs> so yeah so i would say that bioshock is probably my first brush with like a horror video game okay uh, first in as far as like survival horror gonna be outlast yeah there you go mm-hmm. so a little bit like later in the game when it comes to like actually like getting into like the horror games and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah gotcha definitely yeah no when i grew up i mean it was like me and i had i have i have little brothers there's right. seven seven and eight years younger than me so we were more inclined to play like like games that you know i like on nintendo we had nintendos for the longest time. yeah 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 so like you know mario zelda things like that so not as much of the like survival horror or just horror um in general so yeah. it was much later around the time of like bioshock um, and Outlast that I started getting into horror video games. Gotcha. Okay. How about you? What was your first brush with? Um, kind of similarly, actually. Mm. The first uh, the first experience I had with like playing a game and being really, really scared of what was happening. It wasn't in a horror game. Mm-hmm. I was at a buddy's place and he had me play through the original uh, Mad Max game. Okay. And I was going there. It's a brutal game. It starts off with you coming, the main character coming home, finding out his wife and child have been fucking murdered. And you have to, and it's, it was also my first experience with just being like, oh, like a video game can like, <laughs> do something else like then just like be fun ah. <laughs> we can do other shit too um but there's a part in that game where you're in like i think it's like a nightmare sequence where you're in a maze trying to, and you're trying to figure out your way like through like a basic hedge maze but the whole time there's a sound of a baby crying Ooh. and it gets louder and louder and louder the longer oh. you're stuck and it's just really really fucked up like mm. main thing to do and i couldn't keep playing it that's messed up i just had to be like i'm out i can't i can't fucking yeah, keep this is rough. just it's way way too much but that was the first time I played a game where I actually like felt that like scare factor to it. Mm. My first experiences with it for a long time, I was too scared to play any of the games. So like, only within the last like five or six years did I actually actually beat a lot of Resident Evil games because mm. I used to just sit there with my buddies and watch them watch play them through play. them because mm-hmm. I was still really interested in it and I thought the story was cool and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but like actually playing them, it took a while before I started playing them. But then once I was in, I was. It. <laughs> the first one I really played was Resident Evil 4, which is when they changed the game mechanics, and then it was um, it was the Dead Space series. I got obsessed with. I'm still obsessed with Dead mm-hmm. Space. Very excited about the 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 the, the reboot of it coming out mm-hmm. at some point here. So that's cool. Um, and then just yeah, ever since then it's it's been the go to back to just as far as just kind of like I don't really know what to play right now. I just played Mass Effect again, so I can't do that. Um, oh, I'll throw in a scary game and just enjoy playing through Resident Evil or Dead Space or something like that again, or running around in Outlast for a while, see if I missed any collectibles and shit mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> so it's just, and so I guess that kind of leads me to my question is just like, why? Because <laughs> why? <laughs> I feel like with anything else, there's an easy argument to be like, oh, I play Zelda for the fun, like action adventure aspect mm-hmm, to it, or like mm-hmm. I play puzzle games because like to I like the challenge and da 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 da. Where it's like with anything with horror, with people who don't enjoy it, I feel like they look at you like you're kind of crazy, 
And I think they're kind of right. Because <laughs> it's like, why would we intentionally seek out things that's like, right, oh, this scared right. the shit out of me. So I have this theory, right? So you know how like some people can be referred to as like adrenaline junkies? Yes. So like these are people that like to go bungee jumping or like parasailing or like whatever, right? Mm. Um, I feel like probably everybody is an adrenaline junkie. On some... On some level. On some level. On some level, right? And you and I are not the type to go bungee jumping or skydiving or whatever. Absolutely not. But we are the type to throw on a scary video game and get scared. Hell yeah. I think that's where we find our adrenaline rush. So I, I think... Agree. I think that... That that is a lot of what's playing into it. It's just like, ooh, you know, we get that ooh, adrenaline rush. It's that rush. feel of yeah. like the rush without having to like actually be in danger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is which is totally fair, and I've definitely heard that argument a lot. That it's mm -hmm. like it's it, it's 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 kind of peering into the veil in a way without having mm -hmm. to actually like go past the veil. Right. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest thing personally, and I find, and obviously you have. You've got shit out there that are just, like, very, very basic. They don't do a lot. Like, you have, like, your standard slasher movie shits, like, uh, like, 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 Friday the 13th and some of that. It's kind of like, ah, there's a big guy that murders teenagers, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. But the ones that are good, like, in movie examples, like, As Above, So Below, or, like, Resident Evil, or the Silent Hill series, or even Outlast, I would say, is that oftentimes, for me, it's just a very compelling story that keeps me involved. Because mm -hmm. there's games that, like, like, on my last playthrough for Outlast, just because we were in October... I got to, I can't remember, oh, I got to uh, Traeger again, the dude with the big scissors, mm -hmm. who's, a, who's a fucker. I remember. <laughs> and I remember the first time playing it, getting there, getting to that point and going, is this where I stop playing this game? Because I don't know <laughs> if I want to, this dude, this dude fucks me up real bad, I don't think I keep playing, but like, there was just so much intriguing shit going on about like, what was happening with the inmates and the, and the pastor character and like there was hints to like the Nazi scientist angle mm -hmm. and shit like that. I was just like, I gotta know what gotta the fuck happens out. here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is what compels people a lot of times too was just like the story is so, the scares are there and that's cool. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like, it's like, I wouldn't watch The Exorcist a thousand times if the story wasn't as compelling as it is. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like Dead Space or Resident Evil. I'm not playing through those games unless there's something a little bit more beyond just the surface level like scares that are like intriguing to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally hear you. Yeah. yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And especially, and especially for me with games too, it's like the engagement with characters. There's something to be in control of the pathways and stuff that you have to go through that makes it a lot more like yeah, it's intense. A, it's 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 we were we were covering this in a in a past uh, episode. It's like when you're you're putting yourself into that narrative, mm -hmm. uh, and you feel like you're at the helm. You feel a lot more attached to what's going on. Yeah, it's the same thing with like when you're in control of Commander Shepard of Mass Effect. Right. It's like feeling like you're in charge of that ship, feeling like you are making the choices that a captain would mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. But in a but in a horror game, it is I am making the choices to try to keep this person. From dying, right? <laughs> or I'm trying to keep this guy alive, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or from the bad thing happening, or from other people dying, or, or from other people dying, or it might be. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, and yeah, just that, just that, the feeling of immersion is just always to me really, really present there. But it's also just like, it always comes down to for me is just like they're just there's something about horror. It's just fucking awesome. <laughs> I um I listen to there there's a series there's a series on AMC I think. Um, I, it's called like Masters of Horror, something like that. It's run by this guy Eli Roth, who made like the Hostel series and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but it's basically just a series of interviews with, you know, like the kings of horror. So it's like you know you got like Stephen King, uh, um, Ari Aster, just like you know the the big names out there right now in terms of like mm -hmm. horror and stuff goes. And I was watching the one that he did uh, with Stephen King, where Stephen King has this great quote and I fucking love it. He says, "Dude, even the worst horror movie I've ever seen was fucking awesome." <laughs> And I think there's some truth to that. Like even because, like at least for me, and like and like to be fair, I'm a I'm a I, I don't know where you're at, but I'm kind of a horror slut. I'll just like take it in any form I can get. Movies, books, video games, TV shows, podcasts, just you give it to me. I, I need it, mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's I've run the gambit of like the genius shit, like like Midsommar mm -hmm. with Ari Aster and like The Lighthouse and The Witch and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's like the high. High concept, like cerebral horror kind of uh -huh. stuff. But damn, if I don't like just throwing on a slasher and turning my brain off sometimes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's still yeah. something, there's still something fun, just something enjoyable about like, even mm -hmm. if it's stupid, right? I, I still you. love yeah. it, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I think it's got something to, to do with it being so like, 
Not that this doesn't happen in real life, but for, like, most people, like, mm-hmm. the events in, like, slashers or, like, horror is, like, generally, like, very fantastical. Yeah. You know? There's always like, an element that makes it a little bit unrealistic. Over the top. A little over the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like a Saw movie or, like, Evil Dead. Evil, Evil Dead, Dead especially, right. for it's sure. It's, like, ridiculous. It's insane. Um... But it's fun. <laughs> oh, it's the, oh, the fucking Evil Dead movies are some of my favorites. And they're also ones that when I show... I feel bad because when I show some people, they just kind of have a look on their face and they're just like, why? And I'm just like, what do you mean why? Look at it. The man's got a chainsaw on his hand. And they're like, yeah, that's that's the problem, Jordan. I'm like, aw. <laughs> yeah, that's We can't you, hang out anymore. That's where you lost me. <laughs> yeah. That's where it won me, though. Like, so... <laughs> Well, those are the kind of people that you don't need to be showing movies to. It's true. It's very, very true. Hmm. Um, well, then on that, I would just like to spend some time just to take a little bit of a, take a section of a filthy casual approach to this area and just sort of like talk about our favorite games and like some of our favorite stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, probably the series that I am the most dedicated to and have been for a long, long time is probably the Dead Space series. Um, kind of R.I.P., because they're doing like a full reboot for the series, I guess. Oh, but that's, I mean, that's... It's cool because cool. having because having replayed it through this last time and played through the second two games, I could see where it's like, there's things that I could tell that it's like, dog, I know what you guys wanted to do here. Mm. But because of like graphical or just like system limitations, it just wasn't going to work out that way. Like you, I feel like you could feel like how much more stuff they want to do. Mm. But like Dead Space to me is the prime example in my opinion, anyway, of like where that the combination of elements is almost perfect for me. It's like it's okay. genuinely scary. The gameplay is so good. It's such a fun game to play, and it's got a great storyline and really, really compelling characters. Like 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 um, 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 Isaac Clarke is a great main character for a game. He's a little bit like you, you can argue he's a little bit of a generic grumbly white guy <laughs> again, which we've had enough of. But just like the way the game tracks him dealing with trauma throughout the series mm. is, and the whole game is just about, uh, uh, it's about trauma. It's it's, it's about um, uh, uh, fucking um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Jesus Christ! When is uh, uh, not sorrow, but like despair, despair, kind of, but more just like that feeling of like dealing with like the loss of somebody, like a death of someone you care about. It's 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 fucking. There's a, there's a term. You know what I'm trying to say though. There's a term for it, but I can't think of it right loss? now. Yeah, just dealing with loss, I guess. Anguish. Yeah. Anguish. I think that's what I was ah. looking for. I think that was it. Okay. But as usual, though, that's... For me, too, is that, like, with horror, there's always a surface level... For the most part, there's always a surface level of, like, what it's about. Mm-hmm. Which is, in the case of Dead Space, stuck on a spaceship. Right. There's essentially space zombies trying to kill right. you. Right. You have to get out and survive. But there's also levels, levels deeper mm-hmm. to the story of, like, what it's really, really about. Mm-hmm. So that's what's always, that's what has always really compelled me about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? I know, I know you mentioned it's a little bit limited for you, but... It, I mean, it is. I can definitely expand my horizons when it comes to uh, horror, survival horror. I mean, can't we all? <laughs> can't we all? Right. Um, I mean, my probably all-time favorite, I feel like we're saving to the end, so I'm not going to name it yet. Okay. Are we saving something to the end? Were we talking about saving it to the end? I mean, we weren't, but I feel like it, we should because, like, R.I.P. that game. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I just, just caught up. Yeah, just okay. Caught up with you. You're right, you're like, right, you're right. I'm like, that's that's the major. That is that is the one that I feel anguish over. God, gotcha, 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 gotcha. No, fair enough. I got you. I haven't met a like a horror game though that I haven't enjoyed on some level. Though. Yeah, there's always something there for me, no matter what. Even yeah. if I don't keep playing it. Even like, always... um, do you remember like Slender, the Eight Pages? Oh, that thing is so oh, such a it's good, so good, such a good exercise in like basic concept yeah it's, it's like totally brilliant. fundamental but so good yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it's the mechanics of it are very very simple mm-hmm. the way it uses the, sc- the scare factor is simple but you yeah. don't need a lot for something like mm-hmm. that and it works mm-hmm. um also i mean bioshock i know i named it as like my first brush with it but like bioshock is excellent and everybody knows that from listening to our bioshock episode but like no, we're big fans that is a really great game that again strikes a really good balance between like good narrative good story and it's really scary at some points mm-hmm. and really makes you like terrified of like what's going on oh yeah well because that one is so 
it's so weirdly grounded in reality because mm-hmm. it's like it kind of in a basic form it uses the idea of like addiction to things mm-hmm. and whatnot and what that turns people and what that really really turns people into mm-hmm. so that it's got a little bit of a grounding there that i think is what helps you attach to that and makes it and does make it scary i know it's not labeled as like a horror game but it's but like isn't it <laughs> like it really really isn't is isn't it yeah I'd say for the first couple hours you play it, it is. But then once you start learning how to like work with like perks and powers and stuff, and you start having your shit up, then it's just for me anyway. You kind of been there, just kind of walking through, just being like electric blast shotgun, like, and then just I don't know. It's still spooky. Oh, it's still spooky. I'm not saying that the the environment and the way it's all set up is horrifying. And it uses a lot of like mechanics and tropes from horror to like create the environment. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, Like, yes. where you're, like, walking down a hall and you can, like, see a splicer's shadow on the far wall where you're walking towards and then you can, like, see the shadow, like, yeah. hear you and they kind of get up and then they, like, jump out of the way and you can't oh, see yeah. anymore. You know, just things like that. It's, like, that's that's horror. Oh, yeah. Or just, like, the really odd shit, like, seeing the... The beginning of the game, you see the splicer who's, like, cooing over one of, like, the like the, like the baby parasol or whatever the fucking yes. called. Yes. And just, yeah. like, going in and you're just kind of like, ah, I don't know what to do. And either you do what I do and you walk up and you whack her. Or she turns <laughs> around and starts trying to kill you and then you look inside the carriage and it's just a fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one's great for just, like, just little things like that that just kind of keep you going, like, this shit's really, really fucked up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, Outlast too, mm. uh, which again everybody knows from listening to our Outlast episode. Uh, go listen if you haven't. Yes, but uh, again, incredible game. Just a great to me the prime example of doing something where because like I said, like I'm a big fan of Dead Space and Resident Evil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In those games, there is a way for you to kill the monsters, mm-hmm. and obviously, especially especially with Resident Evil, the best way to do it is to be is to um, could serve ammo and like see how much you could do without trying to kill stuff because supplies are limited in that game. Um, Outlast, you got nothing. Mm-hmm. There is no way to defend yourself. You are just running. But also, as we talked about in that episode too, still maintains a really, really fun gameplay. Absolutely. Like it's still a really fun game to play. And that to me is the toughest thing in, in, in any kind of a horror game is like that balance of like, you need to limit your players you have to. You just have to in mm-hmm. order to create that feeling of like, mm-hmm. shit is scary. <laughs> right. A feel, that feeling of like the walls closing in around you. Yeah. You need to maintain that throughout your game. Yeah. Um, but still making sure that like your players have fun playing it. Because that's, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but that is my biggest complaint with some horror games that it's like, I get you had to limit my mechanics here, but I'm not enjoying playing your game. Mm. Like I'm just, and I'm not even that like I'm scared. I'm just frustrated. Mm. Because this doesn't, the feel is off. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes the feel is just like, it doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's probably non-horror games that kind of lean into what you're talking about. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing's coming to the top of my mind either. But I know what you're referring to. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we didn't really talk about too much, but honestly, for me, it was playing through uh, Outlast 2. Oh, unfortunately tell me more it was just the mechanics were just like they were just really really off and it was just it just felt every environment in the first outlast game i could see like the not that i could see like through what they were trying to do and like i was like well no this is easy i know what they were doing but i mean like i saw the mechanics and i saw what they were going for and I, you could go like okay move through this room i need to hit these switches grab this thing and make sure that guy doesn't fucking kill me <laughs> whereas with outlast 2 it was like i'd see the playing field and i would just go Okay, let's make that work. And it was like the game didn't let me do it. Oh. If that makes sense. And not even like a way of just kind of like, oh, it just didn't... You had to figure out how to play the game the way you want to play it. I'm a Resident Evil fan. I am used to figuring out how the game wants me to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was more that it was just like... It just felt like the plan wasn't there. It was like they got halfway through and then went, that's probably good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like it didn't feel like... it didn't The, the environments didn't feel finished. Okay. And the way of just like that it was an actual like plan for like here's how we want players to navigate through this game. So did you find it like hard to advance and like get past obstacles or Yes, but not in a way not in a way that it was like I just wasn't adjusting to the difficulty of the game. It was like the mechanics of the game itself weren't 
working the way that they were supposed to. Like with if that makes with, sense. Like with the tools, like with the toolkit that I have, I don't know what I'm supposed yeah, to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just gonna try lots of things until something works. Yeah, so which which normally I'm fine with, but it just kinda like it always felt like it was just like luck yeah. or happenstance if I got past scenario. Mm. It wasn't like it wasn't like in a game like Portal where you spend Hours and hours and hours <laughs> in one room, and then go. Yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> right, right. And then, but then it's like, oh, fucking duh. Of course, it's that. Now mm. it clicks. No, that's on. Whenever that happens, I'm able to admit, like, oh, that's on me. I didn't fucking. Mm -hmm. I didn't figure that out right. So, mm -hmm. but then once I get there, I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't see. I didn't see the forest of the trees. That was on me. Mm -hmm. But this, this was, this was, this felt more like I was just. I, this this felt just I don't know I just felt lost completely gotcha. with like no roadmap or and anything. it's like it's not you didn't have that like light bulb moment of figuring something out like oh I gotta try this and then it'll work no it was more it's just more like, like I suddenly stumbled to the next gonna... area and I was just like oh, oh I guess I did yeah. it yeah 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 I I know that feeling all too well mm -hmm. um I nothing's coming to mind but I I know what you're talking about yeah gotcha so. Um, you've mentioned Resident Evil uh, a few times. Yes. Let's talk more about the Resident Evil series. This is something I've I've, I've actually never played a Resident. This is one game, I really, to be honest, I honestly really really want you to play I some of the love Resident to. Evil games. I would love to. because it's a survival horror game, but it's at its core, especially the original ones like one and two and uh, the original three. The new one got a little bit the, the remake of the third one got a little arcadey, which is not a problem. It's just it's different. Um, but like one and two especially, they are puzzle games disguised as a survival horror game. Mm. So I think you would have personally have a really really good time Probably. with like figuring mm. out the mechanics and like how yeah. to work through and whatnot. But it also starts with basic premise. Uh, you're 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 an elite. You're sort of like a semi SWAT type team um, in the woods looking for another part of your team uh, that went missing. And while you're out there, you get attacked by zombie dogs. Mm. You get chased into a big mansion. And then you just have to try to figure out how to get out of there. But while you're there, you discover this like underground laboratory and this like mm. link to like biotech weaponry and terrorism and just like oh. secret shady dealings with the government and shit like that. And it's all just super fun and super, super fascinating. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Intrigue. Yeah. But another one where it's like the gate you are locked into the gameplay. It's referred to as the tank controls, where it's where it's like the best way I can describe it is is, is sort of like it's Move forward, stop, turn character, then move again. Oh, that like arcade kind of thing. Very, very much. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely like that. Okay. But you're limited to that and you're and the camera angle is fixed too. So it's not like you're in a third person or a first person and where it's moving with the characters. Every I, time, I know what you're saying. Very like House of the Dead at like an arcade. Yeah? Or House of Thousand Corpses at an arcade. Like No 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 no. You you were right. House of Thousand House of Corpses is a Rob Zombie movie. House of the Dead is the arcade game. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yes and no, because House uh, House of the Dead is, is an on-the-rails thing, where it's like, it looks like a first-person shooter, but you have no control over where you're looking. Right. Whereas with Resident Evil, it works more like camera angles in a movie. Where it's like, you move like you move through, like say you're in a location, you move through the location, but the camera is always at this fixed point. As you move through it. Oh, like Silent Hill. Yes, very much ah, like Silent Hill. Thank you. Okay, got yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got, yeah, it, got, yeah. it, got, it, got it. Very okay. much like Silent Hill. I was thinking Hill. like first person that like arcade, like dunk, 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 turn, dunk, 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 you know? No, they did but not one, like that. No, they did one like that, but it sucked. Uh, I feel like that was the one that I might have had for a hot second on the Wii. Yes! <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> it wasn't good. It, it didn't work. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, if I wanted to play this, I would go to the arcade. And play yeah, <laughs> which is what they were doing. They were kind of trying to create like an art, an yeah, arcade esque yeah, yeah, yeah. game that kind of. Worked and there out were like Resident Evil arcade games, right? That were kind of in that. No, I don't know. I don't really know if there were any like other than that. Would they try to make it an arcade thing? I don't know if there I were know, ever all any, of those like, like first up. person zombie shooters at the arcade kind of blended together for me. Only big one that I know about was House of, was House of the House Dead, of the and Dead. there were a couple of sort of knock. There were some knockoffs of that. Like there was like Carn Evil, which was one that I played as a kid at the arcade growing yeah, up, sure. which yeah, is sure. just evil carnival and you have to shoot your way through when there's like evil elves that of course. shoot you and shit like that. Of course. You had to, you had to fight <laughs> evil Santa Claus at the end. Oh, amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, when I was 10, shit was prime. It was Why, would, why evil Santa at the end of a carnival? I don't think it was... Oh, to be fair, okay, the evil Santa wasn't the big baddie, but the first section you went through was like a winter wonderland setting oh, at the okay. carnival oh, so okay. end of that section there was um evil said there was evil sense that you had to find naturally <laughs> yeah 
but there was yeah but so it's just like that's another one too where it's just like it's and especially even in the hd remakes and the most recent like full remakes of the original games it's like it's so silly sometimes it's just it's so goofy but it does so much cool shit like in the last remake that they did for resident evil 2 which is a personal favorite now of mine mm -hmm. um there's a character that's from the original game and his name is uh mr x he's just this, he's just like this nine foot tall huge brick shithouse of a man and he's pure pale white he wears a black trench coat and a, and, and like and like a uh, like a trilby hat on uh -huh. and he is just gunning for you throughout the whole game now in the original obviously because of limitations and whatnot it was like scripted moments and scenes where he would pop up and come chasing after you in this latest one he can pop up fucking whenever and he is just always always hunting for you i think it was they tested the mechanic for that one to do when the newest resident evil game the one with the big vampire lady that everyone uh, always talks about seven seven the village yes village thank you um i think they used that in two to test the mechanics to see if it would work for something like that and then put it into seven God. that's my theory i have no proof of this yeah. at all but i think that's what it was that makes sense yeah but it was yeah and so it's just that aspect of just like the i i can't stand still yeah. i can't hold still i have to just yeah. go i have to just fucking run mm -hmm. Or even in something like an RE3, the recent remake of RE3, which is, I mentioned a little bit ago, that it's, like it's a bit more arcadey. It's sort of just like moving from moment to moment and just kind of going along. The puzzles aren't super intricate or complicated. There's not a lot of backtracking and running. Uh -huh. it's, it's pretty, like, it's not on the rails, but it's pretty much like point A to point B, and then you just keep going on and on from there. Very linear. Yeah. But still, like, genuinely scary. The gameplay is super cool and fun and just, like, just well-made, well, good games with... Characters that I love and I'm committed to, so it's I will probably forever be a be, be a Resident Evil fan in that okay. sense. I've got to I've got to play some of them. I we really I to. want you to play Resident Evil. So I bad. honestly, it was always one that was I was kind of like, meh, okay, whatever, because it was like about zombies and it was more sci-fi than like horror. So I was like, eh, it kind of just always missed me, you know. Time out. I'm sorry. On what planet are zombies more sci-fi than horror? No, no, no. But there's, I mean, it was like, there's like labs and there was like viruses that were getting Oh, out. Like I whole, see. You know what I mean? Okay, fair yeah, enough, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, yeah, more, yeah. yeah. Instead of just like, ah, there's zombies. It's yeah. like, ah, there's zombies with science. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I've just always existed in the world in which that like, there is the theory, even if they don't explicitly say the theory in most zombie things that I absorb, there's like the theories that there's a virus that got out and mm -hmm. then started the zombie pox and shit, so mm -hmm. that's, that doesn't scream sci-fi to me, but I get what you mean though, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, just like zombies in general, I'm just kind of like, Meh. So I'm not going to get you to play <laughs> Left 4 Dead anytime soon? Or, um, or, or the, the mean, recent reboot for, or not mean, reboot, but uh, Back for Blood now? Back for Blood, right. Um, no, you probably could. Okay. Because <laughs> there's so much fun. Yeah. Another one of my favorites is the Left 4 Dead series. The I remember playing so... a bit with you and Susie, I want yes, to say. Yes, we played a little bit. On, a little on bit of multiplayer. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're multiplayer games. They're designed as multiplayer oh, games. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, they were the, the, last, uh, the last good time of, like, local co-op. Where games uh, were made where you, could just, where you could just sit on a couch with your friends and just play. But apparently no one wants to do that anymore, so they stopped making games that would let you do that. I love finding a hidden gem of a couch co-op. It's so good, I but know. it's so fucking rare to find. It's so rare now. And I don't I don't understand. I mean, like, from a business standpoint, I get it, and it's still shitty and it sucks, but, like, I don't understand why. I know. Why that they think that's fading away. Yeah, it's sad. It is sad. <laughs> but they think gamers one. don't have friends, I guess. I don't know. Which is <laughs> fucking insane to me. I know. <laughs> And that one's holding on. But Left 4 Dead is also an example of just kind of like very simple mechanics. It is a straight up first person shooter. Um, you can shoot, switch weapons, use a health pack, and whack a zombie back if you need to. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. But that is where, and back in the heyday when, uh, you know, uh, uh, Valve made video games. <laughs> that was what they were really, that was what they were really good at. It's sort of similar to, I think, the, uh, the, the kind of what's been referred to, at least I've heard it referred to as like the, uh, the Nintendo method in a way. Oh. Is that it's like you you come up with a game mechanic and then you just find as many ways to make that game mechanic work in a game and you run with that until you run out of ideas and then you're done. Looking at you, Mario. And then that's it. No, Mario was the prime example. Because right. it's like for Mario 64 especially, it was yep. just kind of like run, jump, climb, pick up a few power-ups. Yep. The, 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 these are your set tools. Make a game work that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is to me is a great way to make a, to make a game because then it's like you're not just adding 
bullshit in later to make your game right, work and whatnot. Right. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, Leopard is a prime example because it's so simple but so well mm-hmm. done, and it's not a insane storyline, but I'd say serviceable enough to make you to make you interested in just like fun characters. Like they're all mm-hmm. total archetypes. <laughs> like there's just like the badass veteran, the biker guy, sure. the ch- the survivalist sure. chick, mm-hmm. and then just like the everyman, but somehow is able to survive. So it's like it's all familiar, but. Mm-hmm engaging enough to keep you involved and whatnot absolutely so uh in in talking about simple games yes very simple mechanics i think it's time to talk about something that we both love very very much that is gone anybody who is a horror game a really i'd say a horror fan in general Mm -hmm. you were upset when you found that this thing fell through because we got the smallest taste of something that was gonna be so. I I don't. I really don't like building things up. As if it's gone, we can do whatever the fuck we want. It was the introduction to us of PT from back in the day. Was such a light at the end of a very dark tunnel in a strange way. <laughs> so we should tell you about BT if you're not familiar. If if you don't know what PT was, it was uh, the PT stands for Playable Teaser because it was announced at the time. That they were going to be rebooting. I'm pretty sure they were fully rebooting uh, the Silent Hill series. Correct. And it was being taken over by Hideo Kojima <laughs> and Guillermo del Toro, who was, if you know anything about either one of those men, they're, I mean this as the highest praise, they're fucking lunatics. <laughs> just the definition of insane artists. Absolutely. Like, just the. In any other field, you would not <laughs> appreciate them, but thankfully in this and just and especially for especially in gaming for someone like Kojima, that was one of the first times I've, I ever heard like the name of a game designer referred to with such like respect and reverence. Outside of like uh, the his name escapes from the gentleman who made Mario and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but that was like I grew up with hearing like yeah, this is the guy who like made Mario and stuff like that. So like. Uh-huh. But, but, like, Kojima was one that I was always just like, oh, my God, this is the dude who, like, made the Metal Gear series and shit like that. This man is a fucking genius. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Sometimes a little too wordy for me sometimes, which I know coming from me. <laughs> Saying a lot. But I I played through Metal Gear Solid 2 a while back. I played through it twice because I wanted to see something. Playing through it the first time, not skipping cutscenes, it was eight hours long. Playing through it again, skipping all the cutscenes, the game's three hours long. Wow. That is a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. I'm just... <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. There's a part of me that still loves it. However, that is a bit of a problem. But the fact that those two crazy motherfuckers were going to get together and do and work with something like Silent Hill, which I have a very, very limited experience with the Silent Hill series. Oh, uh, and me, even less than that. Yeah, I know it's, it's incredibly well respected because of what it... You want to talk about something that is cerebral and takes, mm-hmm. like, so many things in consideration. Like, the first two games, it's just about dealing with the main character's trauma and everything in the game is a manifestation of their own mm-hmm. trauma that they're trying to fucking process and deal with. You barely see that in mainstream horror movies. Getting that in a video game mm-hmm. in the fucking 90s? Mm-hmm. That was insane. Also, way more gory than anything else out there. While everyone was complaining about Mortal Kombat, there were kids just like fucking in fucking <laughs> just like watching, just watching, just like terrifying shit happening in front of them. But no one was talking about that. <laughs> and so, these two men came together. They released this thing called PT Playable Teaser, which is literally just you walking around one hallway in your house in constant circles over and over and over again. And just the things that happen around you while you're doing this is, to this day, some of the most horrifying shit I've ever fucking seen in my life and experienced. I feel like it laid the groundwork for future games to use that sort of, like, looping mechanic, especially, like, Layers of Fear comes oh, to I mind. Oh, that's when you saw so many games come yeah. out and using mm-hmm. that kind of mechanic. Right. Yeah. It was genius, and it was terrifying because you really felt trapped yeah like stuck in this never-ending loop yeah you know just walking through doors walking through doors walking through doors and you would just be in the same hallway over and over and over and i mean there were genuinely times where you would get 
stuck if you didn't know what to do. Yep. Uh, because it was dumb stuff like, go look at this painting for five seconds and then turn around. And that then... was where it drove me a little nuts because yeah. there was stuff yeah. just like at one point it was, yeah. I was, I had a buddy, I had a mutual friend of ours, Pierce, over one time because he had played Doom uh-huh. and it. And I was just like, I always get to here and I get stuck. And he goes, open the menu. And I went, you're fucking kidding me. And he, and he went, yeah, open the menu, open the menu, hit the zoom button, click, click. And it would go into a spot on the menu. And then I found the piece of the puzzle I was missing. I was kind of like, no, how fucking dare you? <laughs> well, and don't like, get me wrong. I, there's a hundred percent some Kojima shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I've played the Metal Gear games. That's on me for not making that fucking connection on my own. Should have figured that out when I was, should have figured that one out. But... Still, fuck you. <laughs> I get it. But since it wasn't an, like, an actual game, it kind of had a little bit more leeway, I felt, to be like a little more fucky, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and ultimately, I came, I came to the conclusion, it's kind of like, all right, they're testing to see what works and what doesn't work. And if you're yeah, going to do it, do it here. Yeah, why not? Exactly. And also, I say fuck you, but also, yeah, well done. Just with the boldness of like that's doing cool. that. Like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, you cannot play P.T., Unless you, unless you spend like $3,000 on a, someone selling you a PlayStation that still has it on a fucking hard drive. Because uh, it's, I, I, I still don't think we know why, but it fell through and they decided they weren't going to be doing Silent Hill with those two anymore. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. This was, it was the, it was the same year that like, and I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not blaming the man at all because I feel like the, he, that I feel like he can do no wrong. But it was the same year that, like, three other things fell through with uh, Del Toro was, like, that fell through. Him directing the Hobbit movies fell through. Mm. And then something else around the time with, like, a project he was working on was, like, got got put on the shelf for a while. Mm. I think it was his Pinocchio got shelved for a little bit or something like that. But, oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's still happening. But it's oh. still still happening. Finally got approved, but, like, it's still oh happening. Oh, my God. That is going to be the it's gonna be scariest movie. So, God, I'm so jazzed <laughs> for it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's really quite a shame, uh, you know, uh, P.T. was genius, and I can't believe that it wasn't a whole game. I know. You know? But I think that, that to me, is the genius of how good it was, though, because it's, like, it's still, it is still talked about like it's a game. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, people still refer to it like it's a full fucking game. It was, like, a major event for gaming, I feel. It was, it it is, it is a historical cornerstone in the history of gaming. Absolutely. I, I watched a, like... A best, like, 30 best horror games of all time video earlier today. Mm-hmm. And PT was on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no arguing. It is one yeah. of the best made things. Just like, oh, this shit of just like, one of the loops through. You walk in and you just like, you get to the one spot by like the stair banister thing above you. And you just see something dripping down. And you look up and there's like a, I think it's a fridge. Yeah. Just hanging yep. with blood coming out of it and you're like that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life and then the fridge shakes like someone's in you're like never mind that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life and you just go fucking running in the game because you're like fuck this fuck this yeah mm. I feel like it would be hard pressed not to I feel like I know we're moving through stuff but I feel like it would be hard pressed not to, dis- to not to discuss a little bit probably the moment that everyone knows about with PT at least in my opinion mm. if, if I said pick the thing that everyone remembers from PT what would you think I'm talking about the bugs in the bathroom you think the bugs in the bathroom? I mean, that's what came to my mind. It's been a long time since PT was a thing. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I'll say this. And I only played it really through that, like, one time. Fair enough. I'll I'll say this. Your location was spot on. But what I was talking about in the bathroom was not the bugs. Oh, there was, like, some freaky thing where, like, she was behind you or whatever. Yeah. There's that, but also not that. Oh. What are you going on? There's something in the sink. I don't recall. You don't remember the no. weird, like, screaming baby fetus in the sink? No. <laughs> you don't remember that at all? Uh, my mind is blocking that. Oh out, my I guess. god, there's like a weird shriveled little thing that when you the first time you get into the bathroom, it's in the sink, it's what you hear crying the whole time. Oh. Oh my god. It seems vaguely familiar. My memory is whew, bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Apparently very bad. <laughs> but yeah, just to, to, to PT and what that whole thing could to have PT. been. If only. If only. Gone, but not forgotten. Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> like, like, like a fetus in the sink. Some of us will never forget. Wow. <laughs> You've never heard that saying before? That's not related to the game. That's just an old, that's just like an old. That's just a saying. That you I think it's an old German proverb, actually. Oh, yeah. Like a, 
like a penis in it. Let's be honest. If, if it was a proverb, it's a fucking German one. Wow. <laughs> You've ostracized all of our German listeners, so thanks for that. Oh, no. We've gotten down to six <laughs> listeners now. From the six we had From before. From the six we had before. <laughs> so today, uh, for our bonus round, we haven't actually done one of these in a while, I think. No, I mean, we It's haven't. been a we have one of these. It has been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, always, it's always been one of those things where it's like, I if know. we think of something fun, yeah, we'll do it. And if go. not, we'll let it go. Yeah. But for today, I decided that I'm going to uh, take a few titles from uh, different scary games. I am going to describe the plot to you very, very badly mm-hmm. and see if from my vague and terrible description you can still determine what game I'm talking about. Now, just so you know and for any of our listeners know, I didn't like go vague and weird with a bunch of random shit. These are all things that you and I have at the very least talked about or something Excellent. you have played, so it's okay. stuff that you are familiar with. I so you're not like stretching out far to try to like find something weird. I very much year. appreciate that. I still feel like I'm going to fail. I feel like you could perfectly describe these plots and I'll still fail. <laughs> I, I have uh, high hopes for you. Baby. Oh, I'm glad someone does. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Uh-huh. So starting us off. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. While looking for their friends in the woods, this group of ragtag pals get stuck in a creepy old house waiting for their friend Brad to come get them. Is it a video game? It's a video game. I knew it was gonna go. I love this. This is exactly how I wanted this to go. I knew it was I gonna go. I love it go so like much. This. It's so good. Oh, it makes no. me so happy. Okay, it's a group of ragtag folks. Yes. Teenagers? Kids? What? I just, I, I just you said didn't pals. Specify. I said pals. Oh, pals. Okay. Pals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're waiting for their friend Brad to, to come, come get, them. get them. Stuck in a creepy old house. Stuck in a creepy Waiting for their friend Brad to come get them. Their friend Brad. Uh, Brad. Uh, <laughs> fucking Brad. <laughs> um, how old is the game? Uh, this is from, I don't remember exactly the time, or early 90s? Early 90s? Early 90s. How early? Like, before I was born? Because oh, that's really unfair. Jesus, when were you born? Wow. Wow. I don't remember. <laughs> when was I born? 93. And you were born in 87. Nope. <laughs> I, I, took a, I took a really... I was just like... Because I was like, if I get it, then I'm fucking awesome. But I have... No, you had nothing. 89? 89. Almost. Almost. So you were born in 94? 93. 93. 93. Uh, this was like 94, 95. Oh, okay. Um... What system was it on? Uh, this originally would have been for the first PlayStation. First PlayStation? Yep. Uh, first PlayStation, later the Dreamcast. It has gotten an HD remake, if that helps. It's gotten an HD remake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, hmm. Do you play only as like one character, or do you play as like multiple? Um, you have the choice between two characters, but you play as that character throughout. It's not like you switch between perspectives throughout the game. Okay. Hmm. If it helps, we talked about it on this episode. <laughs> we talked about it on this episode? We talked about it on this episode, yeah. Oh, fuck. We've already been talking for like an hour. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um. <laughs> Just look at the outline. Is it... Is it a Resident Evil? Yep. Oh, okay. okay the, that's, that's why I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> it's the first Resident Evil game. Oh, okay. That's that's the first. Oh, okay. Because the whole okay. thing is that you get stuck out there because your pilot for the helicopter that dropped you off, Brad, takes off. So you're waiting. Uh, but you get word that he's going to try to come back okay. and grab you guys okay. later on. So it's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to be terrible. This is going to be great. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one for last that I originally wasn't going to. Okay. So the next one. You take a terrible job at a terrible place where each night could end in your violent demise, but for some reason you don't just quit. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> always my biggest thing with that game. I'm just like, just don't go. Just don't go to work that day, bro. Just leave. Just maybe after the first night, you're like, maybe I don't. Why do you keep going? <laughs> and just like before, I know there's probably some lore bullshit that's in the Five Nights at Freddy's universe that will explain why he has to go back. But I don't know. 
He's got to pay his rent, Jordan. I understand. Food, water, shelter. Come on. <laughs> okay, so you got that one. Let's see if mm. uh, let's see if uh, if this one works out for you. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, I'll do it. A guy with an engineering degree goes above and beyond to impress his girlfriend. <laughs> this is I I, I want to say I, I'm proud of this because this is technically a perfect plot description for this game. <laughs> A guy with an engineering degree yep. goes above and beyond to try to impress his girlfriend. Here's the thing I'll say. You have actually played this game. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. I feel... I feel... I... I oh, I, I can see how your brain has put this together. <laughs> I can, like... I just got to figure out what game it is. Is it like Bioshock? It's not Bioshock. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, good guess though. Right, like that. Very, very good guess. <laughs> I could see, I could see the tracker you got the though where you were like yeah. Jordan did some bullshit research yeah. and found that that guy's an engineer right. or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's some bullshit thing they never explained, like right. in game, but it's in like some backstory comic or some nonsense. Right, like, in one of the like audio files, like. <laughs> oh um, no, I was not that shitty. <laughs> Um, or like Bioshock Infinite or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can see that. Um, okay, okay, so it's not Bioshock. It's not. Um, is it, uh, uh, like, when did this game come out? Um, this one is a bit more, it's a bit more recent. It's like a 2008, 2009 maybe, I think, 2007. Okay. I think I was still in high school when this came out, so like 2007 would have been about when it came out, I think. engineering degree, guys. Goes above and beyond. Is the girlfriend alive or dead? And he's like manic. Ooh. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know if I want to tell you. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> I thought that was a totally silly question, but I'm, I might actually get something out of you it. You might actually get something out of it. <laughs> it's just... Well, if you have to give pause to answer it, I have to feel like she's dead. Well, it's tough because it's something I want us to revisit because we might have already checked it out and something that never got released. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Answer the question. <laughs> she's dead the whole time. Okay, she's dead the whole you time. You don't realize but she is dead the whole time. Uh, I don't know that that help has helped me at all. And I'm very upset that the only one I'm going to get out of this whole thing is Five Nights at Freddy's. No, there's definitely another one you're going to get. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. A game where she's at the whole time. Where, um, is it, is it horror or is it like some subgenre of horror? It's horror. It's a horror like game. Horror. It is Sur a survival. It's survival. classified as a survival horror game. Classic survival horror in the way that like Outlast is? No, a little bit more Resident Evil. You can defend yourself. Like you can shoot and kill things. Okay. 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 Is it Silent Hill? No. Man, I have no idea. It's Dead Space. Dead space, man. Yeah, remember that thing where I was saying, I was just like, you know, you even played it for something that never got released? Mm, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, all right. Bring on your next one. All right, you ready? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to get this one, but I want to, well, we'll just make this one quick, but I want to do it just because I think I'm very proud of my plot description for this okay. one. Okay, okay. Zombies attack Africa. For some reason, you have to punch a rock about it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? I played Anybody this game. listening, anybody <laughs> listening, you fucking know what I'm talking about right now, I think. I I know or have played this game? No, you probably don't know anything about this game. Oh, you said I would know all. <laughs> I said you'd be aware of them. Hmm. I didn't say you would know all of them. I've at least heard the title. You've definitely heard the title before. Uh, we can make this quick because I generally don't think you're going to get this I one. I don't think I am either. But I want to I wanna take a good stab at it. Okay, Go for so it. Zombies attack Africa. Yes. And for some reason you have to punch a rock about it. Yes. Okay. The rock thing, the, the, the rock thing in particular got very heavily memed for a while. If that helps at all. <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> um... I don't know. I'm going to take a very bad guess and say, like, Fatal Frame. 
Not bad. Fatal Frame is a series need to play, actually. I never played the Fatal Frame games. Me too. <laughs> Those are supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, no, this is this is a bad plot description for Resident Evil 5. <laughs> oh, okay, another Resident Evil. Yeah, so famously at the end of Resident Evil 5, there's an insane moment where the, your, the main character, Chris, gets a boulder put in front of him in his pathway, and you literally punch it until it breaks. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is about the time when Resident Evil got very silly. <laughs> Not before. This is the moment. No, 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 no. no listen, listen. When I say that in the first Resident Evil game, there's giant sharks and a giant snake, not until five is when shit got silly. <laughs> I mean that wholeheartedly. Wow. Okay. I think I think you'll get this one. This is the second to last one. Okay. Okay. Freelance reporter uh, commits B and E and ends up uncovering some weird Nazi shit. Outlast. Yep. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That one. See? Yeah. See? Alright, right, I got two. <laughs> so far, you're two for two. Uh, to be fair, one of them is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is a game that I played it's within just, the last year. <laughs> which is pretty, yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> Alright, what's the, what, the special last one that you saved for last? This is it, this is, this is the last one. Right. This is, this is, this is the tiebreaker, actually. Tiebreaker? Well, because you're two for two right now. So if you get this one. Okay. You, you've gotten more than you've Oh, missed. then I, Okay. Yeah. Passing grade. Passing grade. There we go. <laughs> this is this is for your D minus. I'm nervous. Ah, <laughs> I wanted a D plus. <laughs> All right. I also, Sorry, I had to make the joke. I also love small people at the corner. I like that we both keep mugging to camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though it's not doing anything anymore. <laughs> audio listeners didn't know. Yeah, they know now. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys, we're a hot fucking mess of a podcast, and sometimes shit goes wrong. Sometimes earphones stop recording. Without you knowing. Because <laughs> it's not like we have a crew behind the fucking camera. We're still within our first year of recording and producing this show. Shit so is going to happen, Fully okay? allowed to fuck it up. Damn right. And guess what? We're going to be allowed to fuck it up ten years into this thing, alright? <laughs> yep. Alright. Alright. All right. Ready for the, the last, last one? Thing. Yes, I am. This is this is the simplest plot. It's, it's a sentence. It is one, two, three, four, five, six words altogether. <laughs> you ready for it? Okay. Sad man walks around his house. Sad man walks around his house. Is it layers of fear? No. Oh, but that's that's layers of fear. Yeah. That is a layers of fear. It could it could be. I'm <sighs> mad. Sad man walks around his house. Mm. Man, I really thought you'd have this one. It's layers of fear. It's not though. <laughs> okay, but it's not not layers of fear. That could also be the description of layers of fear, <laughs> but that's not what I have in my paper here. Because because everything that happens in layers of fear is like mostly uh, the fabrication of his mind. So the things mm -hmm. that actually happen in layers of fear is you know my sad favorite man walks around his house. You know my favorite part of Jeopardy is when they get it wrong and they sit there and argue <laughs> with the host about why they should be right. It's the best part of any game show. <laughs> All right. Sad man walks around his house. Come on. I'm trying to think of games where you're actually like in a location that the character is like in possession of. Because usually you're like a character that's been transplanted somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <sighs> Sad I'll, man walks around. His house. I'll say this. The, think the literal around. Oh, PT. There we go. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the. I assist. really thought that one was going to be the fucking shoe-in one for you. Well, we spent so <laughs> much time talking about it. Yeah, too. but not not when it was so close to layers of fear. Wow, <laughs> we didn't really talk about layers of fear that much. That should have been one. Well, we did a whole episode of layers. of we Fear. We did so. a whole episode of layers. We also need to do. We also need to play the second layers of fear at some point. I started it. I started it. It uh, is pretty spooky. I need it in my course. life. I need to play. It. I need to play. It. Um, well, thank you for that, Brendan. Thank you for for preparing the most. To do to, to be fair, fun. a lot of them I was just like, how insane can I make these plot descriptions? <laughs> pretty fucking insane. So insane that it might actually completely describe another game. <laughs> You're right, Brendan. It's the mechanics that are at fault here. It's not. <laughs> Thank you.
you guys for listening to our episode on scary games. What are some of your favorite spoopy games and the scares that you get from them? Be sure to let us know. And as always, if you have any ideas for future discussions for our show, you can send us an email at 3VOPodcastTeam at gmail.com and you can give us your ideas. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok, all at 3VO Podcast, the name of the show if you were unfamiliar. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe to our show. It really makes a difference. It's it's so important. It's mm. so, so critically important because we want to get out to the people that love video games. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to us, you love us at the very least. Hopefully you also love video games. So, you know, please tell your friend, your family, you know, whoever, tell them about us. Uh, and just get the word out there because we want to reach all of the ear holes of all of the people that love video yeah. games. And we're going to start working more on like getting more content out there, just like getting more shit online. We know we, we know we, it's pretty much the podcast and then like that gets released and then we're just going to go quiet. So we've talked about it. We're going to work on getting more stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> to for be the fair, time being. To be fair, like I said, we're still in our first we're year still working of recording um, and we're still figuring things out yep. as this Episode is evidenced. <laughs> Things happen, and with our luck, of course, it would happen in the episode where we got all dressed up for it. And set with all set, the set design, man. We got candles. Man, it would. Ah, oh, man. If you're an audio listener, um, you should go check out the first twenty-three or so minutes. Of we look great. The recording. We look awesome. <laughs> uh, until my phone stops recording and completely betrays me. Um, but yes, please, please spread the word. Let other people know about us. You know, if you have a friend that is really into video games or is really into hearing other people talk about video games, mm -hmm. uh, we would like to reach them. So please, please do what you can. It is literally free to, you know, comment, like, subscribe, all of that jazz. It costs you nothing. Mm -hmm. It means the world to us. And, and to those of you who have been commenting and liking and sharing and whatnot, you know who you are. We love you guys so much. We really, really appreciate you. Just mm -hmm. want to say that really quick. It's Absolutely. not we, we ask for this because we have to because we're trying to make this thing a thing, you know. But it's not that we don't notice you guys. We don't appreciate you guys. So just at the very tail end of this thing to say thank you for that. Just oh, to no, make we sure. Very much appreciate. A hundred percent. You are our favorite people. This episode happened because <laughs> one of our regular listeners were like, "So you're gonna do it, right?" <laughs> and we were already gonna do it. But it was just like but. I texted Brendan. It's kind of like our fan that told us to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. <laughs> that's a habit we'll keep in the future. It's not like we're going to do everything our fans tell us to do. Uh, but, Just... but but while we only have a select number of fans, we'll probably do it. Oh, yeah. Give us a request <laughs> right now. Do it right now. I'll probably do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why you can send us an email at 3VOPodcastTeam at gmail.com. And you can find us everywhere at 3VOPodcast. Um, interact with us now before we're, you know, big shots and, and, and we forget the little people. <laughs> We will not forget we you. We will guys. not forget. My promise on this episode, we will not forget anybody who got us wherever we end up going. Thank you to everyone who is listening. If you've made it this far, um, have an excellent, um, incredible, amazing Halloween this year, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.